2: Thank you for joining us on the East West Football Podcast. I am your host, Fidel. Alongside with me are my co-host, Jerry and Kendall.
3: How are you guys doing out there?
1: Doing pretty good, man. Hope everybody doing good.
3: Yep. Staying safe. Doing real good. Thank you for asking, Fidel. All right. Well, I'm glad
2: to hear that you guys are doing well. So tonight we actually have a special guest. He is a CFL scout with Elite Athlete Management. Raymond Jackson, how are you doing, Raymond?
0: I'm doing well. Yourself?
2: Good. Good. Glad to glad to have you on the show tonight.
0: Glad to be here.
2: Glad to have you on, Raymond. Yes. Thank
0: you. Thank you for having me.
2: Yes. I hope right. I hope you're ready. <laughs> oh, definitely,
0: definitely. I am. I am.
2: All right, Raymond. If you can just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Yes, yeah. So <clears throat> I'm actually a, a CFL certified sports agent uh with Elite Athlete Management. Uh along with that, I handle uh player development and uh football operations. Um I got into this with Elite about 3 years ago. Um and how it all started was after I finished my playing career, I played professional indoor football uh for a season and then I moved to uh, a different state and my passion was hey, I I was hurt, I couldn't play anymore, how can I still have an impact on the game? Um, I've had friends that I played with um, at my college and friends who went to different schools that made it to the NFL, uh, but I wasn't able to recover from my injury. so I wanted to still have an impact and help young men out. Uh, So I started off in the industry uh, really just working with um, the Arizona Rattlers, um, handling uh, handling scouting. Um, I coached. Um, I did video. That, that, that was my intern. And they were my intern. I was actually one of the oldest interns uh, with, with them. But um, I knew what I wanted to do. And it was kind of funny because everyone who knew me for the last five to ten years knew what my passion was and was really celebrating my, my success. So that kind of got me kickstarted into doing this. Uh, when I met the CEO of Elite Athlete Management, I met him at a gym. And the first thing he asked me was, like, I got to see if you're a good fit for my family before we bring you in to work with us. Um, so if you don't know anything about elite athlete management out there, one thing you need to know is, is we're really big about family. And it's not just about how your skill set is. If you don't have that good characteristic uh, background as far as, you know, doing the right things and relating into your family and being a part of a family, then a lot of players are not a good fit for what we're trying to do.
3: Well,
1: Yes, that's, that's real good. That's real good, right, man? Um, one thing I want to ask you um can you just can you explain the difference in the a CFL the terms in a contract in the in the in NFL contract?
0: Well, here's a couple things about it. The the CFL is basically the same contract as the NFL. It's just a little bit more watered down. Um, for a prime example, is you know when you look at the dates as far as uh, the CFL. The CFL plays twenty one regular season games. Each team has three buys. You know, mm-hmm. um, when you look at the the financials of it, um, in 2019, the highest paid player made 109,000 in the CFL. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to Russell Wilson's, um, so the contracts are not very different. When they all sat down and started the All CBA, went through the NBA, MLB, and all those good things. Um, sure. C- CFL is just another version of it, just a little little more limitation or not a little more limitations. I would say a little more open in certain aspects of it. Um, just a smaller version of it when you really look to see what the rules and regulations are, right? Promise F was when you take your when you take your, your exam uh, for the CFL, that's something you can actually do within your own home, right? Right. When, when you do it for the NFL, you actually file out to uh, DC for a seminar to take your NFL exam, right? Um, so it's not less structured. Everyone thinks that because the CFL is a lot easier to get into and it's actually not, it's a little bit harder to get into because um, less teams. Um, so they want to make sure they have that type, that right type caliber player coming in where the NFL is mm-hmm. a little larger. So some people who have certain skills that can slide in, it may go under the radar for a year or two. It may make a roster at times, but in the CFL, everyone thinks, Hey, I can go to the CFL, I'll get in. It's not that easy. Not that easy at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And, and one more last little thing is, so in the CFL is mainly made up of undrafted, NFL players and some college players, you know, like I said, same as Andre didn't even make it, maybe because of other reasons or whatnot.
0: Well, even with that, it varies because on a on a roster uh, in CFL, they want to try to keep it, you know, mainly Canadian. If not, it's just another version of the of NFL. Um, right. So when you look at that, uh, really on a CFL roster, you can have uh, twenty Americans. Right. Four of those twenty Americans um, will not be starters. They play, they play mainly special teams. Right, okay. uh, then you have a version where the rest of the team or twenty of those people can be starters for the team, right? So, I mean, it's a it's a good deal, and the game is different there as well um, because the, re- the reason it's, it's different is because on their field you got twelve players, okay, mm-hmm. not eleven, and you only have three, right. you only have three down. So the rush game doesn't have that much impact unless your running back was really good at catching as well, right? So okay. I love the the way the CFL is doing their side of business, and I love that, yes, we will allow Americans to come in there and play, but we don't want it to take away our brand from the Canadian, you know, population by bringing all, you know, all uh, guys who may have had a chance to make an NFL come over here, because then all you have is a smaller version or a D-League of the NFL, and that's not exactly what they're looking to, to do. They want to have their own brand of football, which is great. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, I got
1: you. Well Thank you. Makes mm-hmm. sense.
3: I, I got a couple of questions, uh, Mr. Jackson. Um, for we ha- we have a, a very you know broad audience, and I'm pretty sure some people say like, man, you know, I want to I want to be able to get into the league. Uh, you know, whether it be CFL or NFL, is it ever too late? Whether whether you know, age age wise, or 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 maybe am I too young? I mean. What's the best advice that you would say you could give anybody that's trying to aspire to, you know, find find their itch, right? And to and to make it into a pro, into the pros.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely speak on that. I would say it's never too, never too late. I would say that mainly because I've been through it. And like I told you, I was one of the, the oldest of the the interns that came in. If you're younger, I would say do as much internships as you possibly can. There's a lot of opportunity out there for that. If you go out there and look on different websites and things along those lines. They're always looking to bring someone in, train them to make them and mold them to what they want you to be at that organization. Each organization is a little different, but it's an opportunity for you to get your foot in the door. With me, I was a little bit older, so I'm not able to go be a, uh, a college scout in the NFL, um, not making that making very much money because, you know, I have a family, um, you know, house and things like that. But when you're younger, right. that's a better opportunity for you. So my road is not the traditional road. I've still had the opportunity to sit down with uh, front offices and have discussions uh, fully about, you know, what looks great, what's not that great um, on the honesty side of it. Uh, but it's never too late to do it. You got to kind of measure where you are in life. What can you afford to cut back on or flex with? If you don't have a family and you have opportunity to go to a different state and, and do an internship with someone for, you know, six months or whatever it may be and not impact your family and funds, then go for it but you're never too late. It's just, you got to understand a couple of things. You might want to go into player personnel, but the company that or organization you want to go with only has operations, learn it, get into there. If only a if you have to go honestly and just, you know, be an assistant for a while, learn it and move up. You want to get your foot in the door. Because one thing they will not discount is your hard work and how fast you're able to learn.
3: That makes great really sense. And uh, yeah. j- just to kind of piggyback on that, is there is there anywhere? I mean, I, I, I mean, I know that, you know, nowadays, Google is, is the main search for everything uh, to to add to that. Uh, is there a place that that you would recommend like a starting point or just research it is the best?
0: Well, when I first tried to get started in this in about 2005, um, team sports is a really good place, because if you if you get logged into team sports, you have the opportunity to, one, place your resume in there. And two, have access to everything that's happening, whether it's football, basketball, or hockey, it doesn't matter. Any sport, you'll have though you have the opportunity, to, you, and you can categorize it based on what you want to look at and what you want, front office, finance, whatever you want to do. Um, that is probably the best place, because once everything's in there, you can receive an email. I receive emails daily from there, right? Because um, I logged in back in 2004. And... To this day, I still get emails on things. It could be a hockey team looking for uh, uh, a sales accountant, you know, or whatever it may be. Um, But that's a good place to go because it allows you to um, have everything in one place. Uh, And then the second place is, if there's a certain team you want to work for, you should look at their website daily. See if they have career opportunities daily. Um, Don't get blindsided by, hey, you can't do it. Hey, it's too late. If you're really focused on those things, everything else will kind of bounce off of you and you'll be focused on what you have to do.
3: That sounds real great. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much for, 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 you know, sharing that with our audience. Uh, We really appreciate that. No problem. Right. All right.
2: And then, you know, I have a couple of questions as well. I mean, the first one would be if you can just take this, you know, um, just talk about your daily routine on the job.
0: Okay. So mine is not the traditional way um because i also have an a, a outside career right um so what i do normally is this i get up in the morning uh i log into my corporate email for my business and then i have a conversation with my ceo hey what is what, is, what do you want my attack plan to be for today What is there anything you want me to focus on today right if we haven't already had one put in place you know prior um and during that day i'm looking at things not just for this year but for next year so um, do we have a class ready to prepare for uh this year's NFL draft? Yes, we do. Um, we have them in place, we have them ready to go. I know with the things that are happening on in the world right now, um, it puts them in a position where we can't have the pro days and things like that. But even when you're not on the field, and I say this from being injured, when you're not able to play, get mentally smart. Run the run the game through your mind. That's how you win. And we're doing the same thing. We're running the game through our mind. We have really good players are ready to go for this year. We're making sure they're on point. But then we're looking forward for the future as well. What do we have going on that's moving us to, towards next year? Who should we have our eye on? So right now, we're already focused on what's our next steps, right? Because for us to be the best we can be, and that's why we call it elite. That's why our goal was to be the best of everything, not just one thing. We really focus on what's our next step. So if you're proactive, you don't have to worry about, you know, you don't have to worry about reacting later. You're already in place. So my day-to-day is I wake up, log to my corporate, I, re- I reach out to my, to my CEO. I mean, my email's heavy. Uh, I'm contacting different teams as far as some of the players we have ready to go to see if I can send them some footage. Normally it would be, hey, when's your next workout? I want to get someone in. Right now, hey, I got some good footage. Let's have a discussion. I see that your team has an area opportunity at corner. I have a great corner ready to go. He's healthy. These are, these are his measurements. How can we make it happen?
3: Yeah,
2: and then just to kind of piggy off of that too, like, uh, I don't know if you would be okay with me asking, like, what athletes you already kind of like have, you know, uh, to get ready for the draft? And then if not, just for like a workout with the team. So
0: I won't go on specific names of athletes we have, but um, let's just say in in, in this year's combine, we had six athletes in the combine um, that really tested well, right? Um, and, And When you look at where they are without pro days, they have a very, very, very good chance of uh, being drafted within the first five rounds. Right. Um, For the ones who are not going to be in the first five rounds, they're still well prepared. Um, They are prepared to have different conversations um, as far as interviews over Zoom currently right now. um, And their athletic attributes are there. They have the measurements. It's now it's just time to put them in a position where they can show you what they can do. You know, Um, so like I said, this is really unusual this year for us. Right. So when things like this happen, we have to get creative. Right. We can't we can't be in a population of people because of the virus. So we make sure that we put our people in a position where hey, we are recording them, staying on, staying on top of what they're doing, uh, making sure they are having their workouts, but staying healthy and safe. That's the main thing. Um, So, you know, normally, you know, we have the opportunity to go to pro days, get them out there. You get to see them. Um, but this year is a little different, but it doesn't stop you from being great. You still have the opportunity to be great. You just got to be more creative on how you do
1: it.
2: Yeah, no, that's awesome to hear. Uh, and we hope you can, you know, stick around throughout the whole show. That way we can get some your thoughts on some of the things going around. Definitely, the definitely. Well. All right, guys, let's go ahead and uh, hit on some NFL headlines. So Jamal Adams is reported to hold out and not report to virtual workouts. Now all these virtual workouts are going to be something that that everybody's probably going to do. Just you know, do the COVID nineteen. Uh, wh- what's your guys' thoughts, Kendall?
1: Yes, I think the Jamal Adams situation—it's been something to monitor right now, really, for the past year or so. Um, the J- it was rumored that the Jets had tried to trade him last year at the trade deadline, and that the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, were interested in him. And it came down to the wire. Then the Jets, they decided just to hold on and keep him. So uh, Jamal Adams is interesting because, you know, these are virtual workouts. You know There's really no chance of you really getting hurt, you know, because you're not really impressed. You don't have no pads, no pads on or whatnot. So it's very interesting that he, 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 he decides to hold out of this or whatnot. But, you know, he's taking it serious. The Jets, they're going to keep their stance. Adams going to keep his stance. And like I said, man, it's going to be very interesting. You know, he's coming up right now. like He's on a contract year. You know he, he's a pre, he's a he's a proven commodity at the safety position. He's a re, he's a top three safety in the league. I, me personally, I think he's the best safety. I, I'm a big Jamal Adams fan or whatnot. But I think um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do, and I think it's something to watch come draft day because it could be something that happens while while some of the teams are on the clock and they might call the Jets and see what and see if they can offer something for Jamal Adams.
3: Yeah, and just to kind of piggyback right off of that, uh, I do think that if he was already under a contract, like. Because he's still under his 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 uh, rookie contract, I think it would hurt him. Because when you have these these the way they're setting up these virtual uh, workouts, um, that's going to be like the the workout bonus. So in reality, I don't think that his workout bonus is going to be as as severe as somebody that's already under contract, right? Like, let's just say you know uh, who's somebody at at his position that just recently got paid. I guess like uh, Earl Thomas, right? Because we're talking about safeties. So right. so in his contract, you know, he'll get uh, X amount of money for doing the, the workouts. So that's why it's important for, for somebody that has, you know, has a new contract. I suppose that somebody's playing out their, their current rookie contract. So I just think it's one of those things where, you know, I'm pretty sure he wants a new contract and he wants to know where he's going to be at in the, in the end. And yes, I do think that, you know, I think that this draft is going to be – You know, there's going to be some teams calling, and and who knows? uh, There's a lot of rumors out there that that the that the Cowboys could be a a strong possibility, but right now I know it's it's right now, especially uh, these next few, you know, leading up to the draft. We we got a couple of days. We don't even have a week anymore. But it's going to be a lot of smoke screens, so we're going to see a lot of a lot of these things just coming out and popping out of nowhere. You know what I mean? So I think it's just one of those things for him. Is just he wants his contract just like everybody else. He's already he's already proven himself to be a, a leader on and off the field. And I mean, I, I just love the way he plays. He just plays with his tenacity and, and yes, he's yes. just always he's always bringing this energy to his team and he's just an exciting player. So I, I think ultimately we'll figure out after the, you know, during the draft, what, what's going to happen with with his situation. Raymond. i mean I, I think he's a very
0: good player i mean i mean he's scheduled, he's scheduled to make you know 3.5 million in 2020 right which is the final year of his four-year contract so um I, I feel like the the nfl players which is a great thing are really learning the business side of it more uh, which is giving them more leverage on what they want to do uh, i was always taught it's not what you work what you're worth it's what you can negotiate right so he knows that hey a lot of times these guys don't make it their next full contract. So for him to sit back and say, let me, let me think about this. I've done well in these areas. What can I do to, to make it in a good position? Right. He's like the 23rd. He makes like the 23rd amount of money. You know, if you look at it annually for, for, uh, for safeties, right. Um, You think about the annuals about what 5.6 million annually. So I think he's trying to set us up for a good full contract and, when I first saw the scenes of it coming out, like, hey, you know, we're doing a virtual, uh, you know, opportunity to do these these LTAs, I'm like, man, you should be there, you know. But at the end of the time, it's the kind of of things you can look at. You can look at good faith, meaning like, hey, we're going to be here because we understand that you want to see how I can learn the system. If it's different, if it's it's the same, I want to master it. But at the same time, if it's in good faith, I'm looking at you taking care of me later. So those are things that, they will talk about offline with you know without us knowing about as far as where that would stand. But at some point as a player, you got to make a stance. And at some point as a team, you have to make a stance on what you're going to accept and what you're not going to accept.
2: And you know what? I think that stance began last year during the season. I mean, there was a lot of rumors that they were mm-hmm. looking to trade him during the season. And, um, you know, there. I think there was even a report saying that he actually wanted it out of New York and then I believe he tweeted, "Hey, like, no, I want to stay, you know, in New York, and I want to be a Jet." Yeah. So it's just definitely keep an eye on. Um, also, speaking about holdouts, uh, Dak Prescott also holding out and will not be attending virtual workouts. Now we all know that he is looking to get paid uh, north of thirty million dollars per year. Uh, what did you guys? Think I'll go about? first.
3: I think that right now he's the one with all the leverage. So, you know, when you when you stop and you look at it you know, they gave him the, they gave him, they tagged him. So obviously his salary is already set. So it doesn't really, it's not going to affect him too much. Now I I do think that it will affect them because they're trying to implement the the system that, that Mark, uh, Mike McCarthy is so used to running with what Kellen Moore was running, right. They're trying to work together to, to put that together. And I think that, you know, ultimately, you know, when when you have your franchise quarterback you you want him to be there. But I mean, this is this is I guess what happens to an NFL team when you don't do this contract uh, a year earlier when you were supposed to do it, right? You let the player have all the, the leverage. So at this point, you know, I think the Cowboys are just gonna have to, you know, take you know, bite the bullet in this one and and, and sign them to the deal he wants because it's gonna be very important to get him in so he can get accustomed to the uh you know, to the way the, 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 the offense is going to go. I don't know the verbi the verbiage is going to change or whatnot, but definitely you're going to see, uh, different, different, different looks, especially, you know, to your wide receivers and I think timing is everything, but you know, you, you could see he, he's still, he's working in the off season with, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and, uh, Des Bryant, right. Which is, uh, unusual because, uh, how Des Bryant exited, you know, it it wasn't good, but it looks good that they're working together and they're still staying in shape. And he looks like he's been working on his craft. So I think right now he just has all the leverage and, you know, he's doing, he's, he's doing, he's playing chess right now. So I think that for him, I think it's, it's working to his favor. I know there was a report out there that they're kind of disappointed because of the whole, you know, how we're supposed to be, you know, like as in a shelter. And I think, I think he had, like, a party, right? and he had a party, and some pictures surfaced, and there's more than 10 people in that household, or something like that, something along those lines that I, I try not to read too much into it, you know what I mean, because I know that everybody kind of knows each other. It's just like with with you and your family, like, let's say you have a big home, and there's seven people in your home, you know what I mean, and you, you kind of know where they've, where they've been and where they're going, you know what I mean, because obviously those questions have been asked already, so... I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. I think in the end, the contract is going to get done, and I think it's going to get done pretty soon.
1: Yeah, and a lot like, a, like just like what Jerry said. Um, like I said, the Cowboys—they've been remaining. They've been keeping their stance, and Dak is keeping his stance or whatnot. So we, we got—we're going to see as we get closer. What we're going to see who's going to budge, who's going to give in a little more. And like I said, I thought that. I thought normally in these situations, the players—they're normally the first to give in a little bit. But you know, Dak's been keeping his, his stance or whatnot. And this situation reminds me so much of the Kirk Cousins situation from a few yep. years back with the Redskins. It really reminds me of that, and I'm, I'm, I'm I, just, I, I just I can see I can see a lot of similarities in, in the same situation. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the Cowboys decide to do. I, I think the Cowboys deep down inside they believe Dak is their guy, but they 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 want him at a lower number. They don't want him at the number where he's currently at. And I think I think the Dallas Cowboys they want to see Dak do a little more. So I think I mean it's and they just paid Coop. And that let them that let, let them know that, hey, we want you back, That We're won, we going to build around you. And so, so I think that they want that to give him a little more. But right now, that's he's staying at, at the number that he's at. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens there.
2: Uh, Raymond, any man, thoughts on I, that I look that at it a couple now? ways.
0: Um, when I first saw the the issue with the contract, I was like, you know, that take the money they're giving you. It was a good amount of money last year. He should have went with it. When um, he doesn't get paid for it, he can make up in um, – marketing, right? Uh his brand his, he has a very strong brand, right? Yep. But once it but once again as a player, was, you want to get paid what you think your value is, right? Um uh, so they're working hard to negotiate the next move. I, I did see a little snippet of reports of him possibly going to the Dolphins at one point. Um I'm not sure how true that would be, but here's the thing if you t- if you take it you want to get paid for what you what you want to make. But my thing is with Dallas being a strong organization but having so many hiccups come playoff-wise and the same thing happened with him. Yes, he has more negotiation room right now, but being that he's still not winning playoff games puts him in another bad position. So I would say, okay, look, I want this money, but what can we do and what do we need to fill these spots at to get us over that hump and start winning playoff games? And in that in that aspect, what can we negotiate in my contract that will allow me to um, get a bonus based on us winning playoff games or winning a certain amount of the season? You know, things like that it all depends on what language we can fit. He can figure out, I should say, not we, he can figure out this contract that will allow him to be in a position where if we do this, I get paid more money. Cause at the end of the day, the NFL is all about proving yourself week in, week out, you know? So that's, just, that's my, that's my, my personal opinion about the situation.
1: Yeah.
2: And you know what? I, I know yes. that I think we're kind of close on the number. Um, but I can also I, – I feel like, you know, he can make that up with the endorsements, how you were saying, and, you know, maybe give them a little bit of extra money so that way they can spend it on players and, you know, help them – help that team get over the hump. Yes, I So that's, that's what I feel he, he can do something like that. All right, guys, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the draft, which is less than a week away. It's actually on Thursday of next week. So multiple teams looking to trade up, including New England um Falcons, and then uh Detroit's looking to trade down and they're actually looking to trade that third pick before the draft. What are you guys' thoughts
1: um I, me initially i'm a, I'm gonna start with I'm gonna go with the Falcons um I think the Falcons, they're like I said, they're in the division with Tom Brady and, and the, um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Drew Brees and the Saints, and let's not forget about Teddy Bridgewater. He's been a pretty decent quarterback and whatnot. And I think from the Falcons' perspective, they made a few moves this offseason to stick with those guys. But let's look at that defense. They got to get that secondary right. They lost Desmond Trufant, and so it's going to be very interesting to to see what they do at, at the cornerback position. And like the Falcons, or the Falcons fight like, something, something happen. Yep. All right. Hello. Yep. Yeah. No, I'm still one. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's gonna be a very interesting to see what the Falcons do, and whatnot. Because they're trying to, they're trying to stick, they're trying to stick with, with those teams, the Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. So I think they're they're trying to move up and position themselves to probably get into that top ten, thirteen range. Well, probably the top ten range anyway, and try to get um CJ Henderson out of the Florida at the Florida Gators. That's why I think the Falcons are they're trying to position themselves to do. That's why they're moving up.
3: Jerry, thoughts? Yeah, uh, well, let's go. Let's uh, let 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 let's go back to the Detroit Lions uh, real quick, right? Because they have the third pick right now, and uh, you know, I know that that the corner right now, Jeff Okuda, is is probably you know amongst everybody's draft boards, probably top five mm-hmm. player. Um, so I just think that that when you look at it, um could they, could they afford to move down, you know, a couple slots and still secure uh, a talent like that? I think that it, I think that it would be a good move for them, you know? Uh, you know, it's one of those things, it's just one of those things where you can get some draft uh, capital. Do you remember when the Colts, uh, they had that high pick and they, they decided, Hey, we can move down and we can still pick up a, a quality, you know, a, offensive guard, and they picked up Qu- uh, Quentin Nielsen. Um, so, you know, I think I think when they did that, they were able to pick up so much draft capital and they were able to, you know, pick up Darius Leonard in the second round. You know, they, they were able to build their team by moving down because they knew that that need wasn't what they needed to address right away. But, you know, I, I, I know that there's been a report out there, which was I don't know where it came from, and I don't know if it's a credible source. Uh uh, but I heard that the Patriots are trying to move up, and that's a big huge move for them to do. So I think that when you look at it, you know, there's so many, there's so many teams, you know. First we heard the dolphins were looking to trade up to get to lock in a, But then we've been seeing lately like Tua has been on the downfall because of his medical uncertainty. And uh so it's just it, you're looking at it if if Worst comes to worst, I do think Detroit stays there, and I do believe they go with Jeff Okuda. Even though I think right now their biggest need would probably be the defensive lineman, you know, the, you know, a defensive tackle. I don't think there's a defensive end worthy at that top pick right now. Um, uh, but I think overall, if they stay, they're going to go Jeff Okuda just just because he probably has an edge over the defensive tackle out of Auburn, Derek Brown. So. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I think that this draft is going to be like none other that we've seen in previous past.
2: Raymond, what are your thoughts on, you know, teams trying to you – know, I mean, I
0: mean, right now down. it's going to be an interesting draft. I think it's very wide um, receiver heavy, right? So, in their case, we definitely don't want them to go to receiver again because we saw the history of where that landed to. Um, I would say even they moved down to five – and got an extra pick, they can still get Jeff at the corner position, right? Um, I just want to see kind of me, honestly, I want to see kind of the direction they want to go with quarterback wise, right? We saw over time and time again, quarterbacks being there. um, His quarterback's been there forever and we're still not winning. They're still not winning games. You have running backs who've been banged up pretty much the last five, six years. So they're, they're in a very interesting position where they want to rebuild a lot of things, but they can't do it in such a way that it puts them in a really bad position. So I would stick with the corner position because um, they could possibly move down to five uh, and move Miami up to three and possibly get an extra draft pick that can help them out as far as like you said, defensive line. You know, um, so it's 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 interesting. It's it's all, it's all you, no matter how much you try to plan for this, there's always a wrench thrown into the game where you got to be able to come back from. So. It'll be interesting next week of what happens.
2: Yeah, and then also too, Miami was rumored that uh, that they wanted to the mm-hmm. trade up to get the number one pick to draft Joe Burrow, and uh, and the Bengals were looking to you know draft down, which I mean I don't think would be a bad idea because whenever you think about the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, you know Ang- Andy Dalton was the last of the worries. You know they have a lot of issues, especially on. On uh, the offensive line,
1: yes, and, and there was a report that it came out that said any Dalton is of mine sitting sitting a year or so right. behind whoever they draft the quarterback. I, I also seen that today, so I mean, I think I, I don't his trade his 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 market wasn't gonna be that big anyway. I think if anything, they probably end up drafting Burrow, maybe even drafting two quarterbacks, and just probably end up releasing Dalton. Maybe if like, if you agree just to sit behind the quarterbacks, I think they will be fine there. I mean, you n- never know what can happen in the stand time.
2: Yeah, the other team, too, that's uh, rumored to be, you know, trading up is the Denver Broncos. And we all know that they need a receiver.
1: Yeah, Yes, yeah, the Broncos, they're trying, they're trying to trade up. And I think that for Denver or whatnot, they'll be they'd be pretty good for me. They're trying to get into maybe the top ten to take yeah. the top receivers off.
3: Yeah, because you got the Jets, uh, Raiders that are looking to cash in. And right now there's three, you know, three wide receivers that, that – and, and we know them right uh, by name. You know, uh, I think when you look at it, everybody wants to peg uh, Jerry Judy as the number one prospect, and then Ceedee Lamb, one A and one B would be Ceedee Lamb, and then Henry Ruggs, right, uh, right there, just right there with with them, just because of his measurables. So yeah, definitely, it looks like they, they don't want to sit sit there and, and wait for Henry Ruggs. It looks like they're trying to go for either Ceedee Lamb or Jerry Judy. So, you know, I think that they they really believe in Drew Locke. Uh, I'm talking about the Broncos here. I think they believe in a quarterback, Drew Locke. He looks like he can get the ball wherever he wants to. And um, man, he just plays with such confidence and swagger. I, I mean, we've seen the clips of him just singing along to songs that they're doing and kind of dancing. And that's kind of cool, right? Because you don't really, you don't really see that, that calm under the storm. And I think that they say that, you know, that, that people haven't seen that in a while, right? Like, especially, like, during the game. Uh, so that's really good to see a quarterback that's very confident in himself. And it kind of goes back to what you said earlier, Mr. Jackson, about, right, get your mind right. And I think that he, you know, he's done that and his mind is right. So I think that Broncos are trying to put themselves in a position to get him more we- weapons opposite of Court and Sutton and, you know, help him really propel his career up and 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 then he can become that franchise quarterback that they've been looking for.
2: Yeah, almost definitely, uh, definitely. I mean, everything right now is a rumor, just because you know nothing's official yet. But uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot, a lot of movement in the draft, especially in the yeah. Because
1: time. yes, I think we're we're in store for a pretty good these next few days. I mean, it might be something that breaks throughout
3: the weekend. Somebody moving
1: up. I, I we're agree. In store for a pretty good draft.
3: Yeah, because we're hearing what it was, Detroit moving down. uh broncos and falcons moving up and uh browns want to move down Mm -hmm. and uh you you had talked about it earlier kendall which was uh cj henderson uh because when we were talking about the when we talked about the corners previously we were talking about you know that from all the positions it's really it's really loaded uh you know overall with depth uh the only the only position was the corners right the corners that the it's not that there's not good corners. It's just a lot of the corners after C.J. Henderson and Jeff Okuda, there's a little bit of a drop-off because now these corners will, will best probably be – they'll probably fit best at, at, at the slot, right? And and what you want is you want a, a starting quarter, uh, caliber corner that can help you shut down that, that, that side of the field or lock down that wide receiver. So it's going to be interesting to see what movements do happen during the draft, how many trades – I mean, could this be the year that we see many, many trades in the draft? That's going to be, it's going to be very very interesting.
1: Yes, I agree with you there,
2: Joe. And the other thing to look out for, too, is Tua falling. I mean, there's been multiple uh, reports that, you know, three teams today Mm -hmm. actually took them off their draft board. Um, as far as drafting high, just
1: because of the injury yeah, I was there. I was just about to say it. I'm glad right, you. Yeah, that
0: that right there by itself. Me, does he have the skill set to be an NFL quarterback? Definitely, but can you rely on him to be on the field week in week out? That's the part that people are questioning, you know. Um, but the quarterback position, you want that guy Correct. to be there because that's that's the brain of your offense. So if he's not there, uh, available to go at all times, and he's and he's a a more of a risk on the injury side, that drops your stock. But can he play? Definitely, he could definitely play.
2: Yes, well said, Raymond. I'm just interested. Where, where do you have him ranked? Before,
0: before I saw a last round? report that he was dropping. The last report I saw was him dropping to the second round. That's what I saw. But then I saw reports yes. of him going as early as you know uh, the top twentieth pick in, in the first round. So I think people are just unsure. And with you, when you're being unsure, you're not confident of how you're going to move next. And I think that's the biggest thing,
2: right? If, if you were an NFL GM and he and your team was on the clock and he was available and you had that knee, that if I was a up, GM, would you drop
0: at this time and stage based on things that are happening? Probably not, because I can't actually get him in front of me physically, right, to do workouts. And they, they've been trying to get him out there now. Right. First of all, the man bounced back from an injury within five months and is out there making moves. Now, here's the thing about that. It looks good, but it's no pressure coming his way. There's no there there's no tackle coming at him. Yeah. And if he does exactly. get a hit, can yep. his body absorb that that hit, right? But I'm a risk taker. I like his game. I like his mental. So I would be on the fence as of right now, but before this whole situation where we can actually have to come out and work out, uh, I probably would take him in that, that early round with the with the dolphins at three, you know? It's just the like, a draft is a is a predictable, unpredictable thing. You, you see what you see, and they always say take the best player on the board, but you got to take, take the best player that fits your organization and what you're trying to drive towards. Like, if you have the best quarterback come out the draft ever, but you have no receivers, you're wasting your draft pick. It doesn't fit your system. If you're a run team, you don't throw. So, you yeah. got to figure out, like, is he a good fit and can he last? I just, that's a tough conversation. I, I would love to have him on my team. So, on the, as a GM, I was like, man, I don't know. We need more. We need something. I didn't even know if he could take a hit. <laughs> I just want to know, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, well, I mean, just to kind of elaborate on that a little bit more. I mean, wh- where do you see him being an actual definitely. good fit? I mean, would you sit him out for a year? I mean, we all saw the videos, and he's throwing. Uh, but again, how you were definitely sit him for is a not year under pressure. What
0: that does it. It allows him to sharpen his NFL IQ. It allows him to get stronger and better in his position. And then when he's ready to go, go. And at that point, it's all on you. There's no holding back. There's no excuses on the execution.
1: Right. Well
2: said. What's interesting, too, is that Jalen Hurts is actually creeping up Mm -hmm. um, as far as a QB prospect in the draft. I mean, multiple teams have shown interest in him as well. So that's definitely something else to keep an eye on as yes. well. Well, all right, guys, uh, that's going to help. Go ahead and do it for tonight's show, uh, Raymond. Do you have a? Um. So yes.
0: Um. Have, yes. Um, I have a. On you, on? you can go. You can see me on, uh, Facebook, Raymond, J, J A C K, Jack, Raymond L. Jack. Uh, I'm actually on, uh, you I'm on Twitter, <laughs> Ray J. 1906. Um, Also on Instagram, RayJ1906. You can reach me there.
2: Okay. We thank you. All right, Ray. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We would love to have you back. Yes, sir. Definitely anytime. Just reach out to me and uh,
0: we'll get together. All right. right, Appreciate you guys.
3: Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you.
1: All right, guys, any final thoughts before we get off? Um, other than, I mean, y'all really covered it right there in the last segment there. About the two, I was going to bring that up, and that, you know, that was pretty good. Y'all great go ahead and touch it. Oh, also, one, um, the Bears the, the Bears released Trey Burton today. I just seen that. The tight end. They, they gave him – Yeah, the, yeah he was formerly with the Eagles. They gave him like a two- or three-year contract, and they cut him. They're kind of stacked their tight end right now, so there's probably a reason why. Just a little nugget to throw out there.
3: Yeah, I um, mean, aside from that, I mean – um no i mean let's stay tuned and and see uh the the smoke screens that they're going to be i mean the smoke that's going to be in the air for the next six days or so so uh, yes other than that no uh, i mean i just want to again thank you so much uh mr jackson for for joining us and thank you for educating our our audience uh definitely uh, definitely it's it's very it's it's very great for you to come on on board and share with us uh, all the knowledge that you have and, and the experience you have. So we, 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 are very grateful no, for that. Thank you, thank you, you so me. much. Yeah, I appreciate that. We really appreciate it. Yes.
2: All right, guys. Well, that's going to go and do it for the East West football podcast. Catch us on Monday. Um, next week we will be having more than usual shows. We'll have a draft special show on Thursday before the draft and after the draft. And also we'll have one for Friday. All right. Well till then, you guys stay safe, wash your hands and have a good Um, night.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you.
3: So we're talking about the cam news. Uh, we're gonna talk about the uh, uh we're schedule about... being cut to two games. Are we uh we're gonna throw in the FedEx, the uh, Redskins thing. I mean here we can. Yeah, we I mean yeah we have hey, could you guys, can you guys hear me? Yeah.
1: Okay.
3: All right, let's get started. Okay, let's, let's go. go.
1: Let's wrap it up.
2: Let's go
3: do it. What's going on guys? How you doing?
1: Hey, man. Great, man. We got a great show today, man. Two good guests. I can't wait to hear from you.
3: Here we are again, right? And another and another doubleheader.
2: Yes, and today the show has actually gone uh, international. As I have crossed the border for the day, I am actually located in Ensenada, Baja California, Mexico. So I will be here for the remainder of the day. But yes, today we, we do have a big show. Uh, we actually have two guests: former Redskins and current Hamilton Tiger Cat wide receiver Brandon Banks, along with former NFL and XFL linebacker and founder of Iron Visuals, Quentin Gossel, you join us on the show today.
1: Yes, man. Um, Quentin Gossel, man, he got a great story to tell the younger crowd. The pre the pre meet we had with had with him, it was great, man. Very inspiring, and it also Brandon Banks, still a current CFL player, also played with the Redskins. Can't wait to chat with him.
3: Yeah, I mean, the, the, pre, the pre-production the meetings we had with both of them, uh, exciting guys. We're going to learn a lot, so stay tuned.
2: Yes, but let's go ahead and talk about some NFL headlines. So, biggest news out of the week was Cam Newton signed a one-year deal with the New England Patriots. What are your thoughts?
1: Cam Newton, Bill Belichick. Seems, sounds like a, a match made in heaven. It's going to be a great woman. I can't wait to see how, how how everything goes down. One thing I know about Bill Belichick, he's not going to hand the keys to the car. He's going to go in there. He's going to compete. He doesn't care who you are. He, he's not just going give, to give the job to anybody. I think it's going to be an outright fight. I think Jared me, – me, my personal opinion, I think Jared Stidham going to end up winning it based off experience in the system. It's his sec. It's be his second year. And I want to – me personally, I want to see what Jared Stidham can do. But, you know, Cam, he's, he's a brand name. He's going to put fans in the seats. So, you know, he'll ultimately probably end up winning it from, from the public view. But, you know, we'll see. Something to keep our eye on.
3: Overall, when you look at the big picture – Wow. I mean, the Patriots are back in it and watch out. I think that the addition with Cam, uh, Bill Belichick's going to be able to do some things, uh, especially with Josh McDaniels. He's going to be able to do do some things on offense that they probably have not been able to do for a while. So I'll just tell you this. Watch out. The Patriots are back in it.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you think about the New England Patriots, I mean, the one thing that they did not address this offseason off was quarterback position. Uh, so we had talked, you know, on previous shows, like, "Hey, how come you know the Patriots aren't looking at Cam?" Well, it looks like they were looking at Cam. It's just they weren't letting people know, the, you know, just in your typical New England Patriots fashion way. Um, so they were doing their homework, and they ended up signing him for one year, uh, not very much money. I believe the most he can make, you know, including incentives, are one point seven million. If I'm correct um so it's a one-year proven deal for cam and i you know it's like he's very eager to get back on the field and prove himself
1: yep it is me hey it's me interesting. something like i said like i was just saying something to keep our own, and we all know how how hungry cam can be and we all know he's, da- he's very dangerous look at that season when they went to the super bowl so i mean it'd be very interesting to see what goes on there
2: yeah and then also to me he's quarterback number one in that division now i was ready to give it to uh to, to a tongue of low, but now, hey, take a back seat because Cam's the best quarterback in that division. <laughs> All right, guys. Another news, news, uh, the NFL has announced it's cut the preseason down to two games. So I believe they're going to play week two and four, and that's the way that they're going to expand that out. So what are your guys' thoughts?
1: Oh, yeah, this, we're starting to see a trend here. For first, they took away the Hall of Fame game. Now they're cutting out two games. So now it's just going to be – I mean, it's – like I said this this is it's, it's starting to really get interesting. within the next month or so we're gonna know are we gonna have a season with fans or are we gonna have a season at all? So now I think in the next few weeks regular season games might be in jeopardy we we starting to see we're starting to see a trend now so you know we'll we see how everything shakes out.
3: I mean overall, this has been in the talks for years right about no no preseason games and just go straight into the season. I think that this is kind of playing into the favor of the NFL right testing the water so to say. But, I mean, the main, the main thing the NFL is, is focusing on is the safety of the players, of, of all the employees, and, and, and the fans, too. So, yeah, I think that the, 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 the news that is going to be more important is what, like Kendall said, you know, is there going to be fans in the stands.
2: Yes, and then also Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk is reporting NFL teams' intent to fly to and from road games on the same day of game day. Man, that sounds like a long day. I don't know about you
3: guys, but that does not sound that great.
1: <laughs> yes, it it does not.
3: <laughs> it's an interesting wrinkle, especially for, like, let's say, like, the like the 49ers, you know, like, the teams on the West Coast when they have to do, you know, uh, go play, like, let's just say somebody on the East Coast, right? Oh, my God. That's a gruesome flight. Six hours? Seven hours? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think with them, I think he was saying that with them, that would be the only exception that they would probably uh, fly out a day before right so uh well, what but, about
2: the rest of the west coast teams i i mean i think the the saint or the los angeles rams i'm sorry are going to be traveling quite a bit too
3: yeah yes. i think he was say, he did say that both of them uh both all the teams that were going to do those 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 you know those flights that they were they were going to be the the exception but for the most part i mean they're just going to get there on it, it's kind of it's kind of unusual right so like uh typically how an NFL game goes is on Saturday. They're they're doing walkthroughs, uh, they're doing f- film study. They fly
2: out. They fly out on that Friday, so they're already in town on that Saturday, and that's when they do the walkthroughs. Yeah,
3: yeah. So on Saturday, that's what they're that's what they're doing before the actual game on Sunday, right? So when, yep. you, when you when you look at it, they're just gonna get there, uh, get off the plane, right? And and uh, and I mean, just in, with enough time to get 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 their feet, get their you know get their breathing back under control. And then that's that. just – it's insane. I mean, it's insane, but, I mean, it's for the safety of the, of the players and, like I said, the employees. So, I mean, it's going to be something interesting to, to, to keep an eye on.
2: Yes. Yes, and then also Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones says he will not play under the franchise tag and is willing to sit
1: out the year if he does not get compensated the way he thinks he should. Ooh, I mean, this 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 situation here is starting to get is starting to get ugly too, because the Chiefs we already know they're gonna have to end up paying Mahomes. You they're not you can't pay everybody. You get, you pay on Watkins, you gave him an extension in all season. You brought back DeMarcus Robinson. I mean Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. I mean you're not gonna be able to keep everybody happy there. Somebody's going somebody's not gonna be there. So like I said, it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens there. And my bet is Chris Jones. He said, you know he's not gonna play. So I mean and, I, and I, he look what Le'Veon Bell did a couple years back with the Steelers. You know he he ended up still getting a decent deal by the Jets. Um, like I said, it's gonna be interesting to see what goes on there. And I definitely think um, man, I don't think Chris Jones will end up playing with the Chiefs.
3: Yeah, I think that when you look at Chris Jones, he's, I mean, he would be in my like the way when I look at football itself, he's second best to Aaron Donald, and he really helps that defense. Like he's the actual motor of that that defense. So, I mean. The thing is, when you look at the landscape, I mean, you got these players that are averaging about twenty million a year, but then you got Patrick Mahomes, who they're saying he's gonna break the bank at forty mil. But when you look at their cap situation, it's it's it, it's a bad. They're in a very bad situation with the cap. So, I mean, they they can make they can make some magic happen. I mean, they could they could fix the numbers. But I mean, for sure, I think he is worthy of a uh, of a contract extension. You know, for those that, that don't really know, I mean, he was a second-round draft pick. So, how much does a second-round draft pick make compared to a first-round draft pick? This guy's overdue a, a oh, contract yeah. extension.
2: For sure. Um, You know what? I think he will end up playing with the Chiefs. One player I am certain that will not play for that team or for their team is Yannick Indakwe. Uh, This has kind of been going on since the draft, right? He's requested a trade multiple times. And again, uh, earlier this week, he came on and said that He is not going to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He wants to be trading. Does not want to be there.
1: Yeah, I think a trade for. Um, I think that trade is going to happen before a training camp. I think things are starting to heat up now. I think as soon as the, these teams and players they can get into the facility, something can get done with it. He, he won't. He won't be a Jacksonville Jaguar week one. I don't. I, I don't believe so.
3: Um, he's going to give you what eight, maybe ten sacks uh, a season. I mean, he's good,
2: man. He's a young player.
3: I was gonna say the the thing with him is that he's still young. I, I, the 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 premium has gone on on defensive ends. We we're just talking about it with the Chris Jones. I mean, these guys are getting twenty million a year too. So, who's who's ready to who has the cap space to do so, and who has that need right to do to uh, to actually get get him? The thing is that you know if you're if a first rounder, okay, well it just depends on 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 the teams to to uh, keep an eye out to see who would actually do the, the actual move for it. So let's see what happens. Yeah.
2: You know, it's going to be uh, the only reason why I think the trade hasn't happened yet is because I think what they were asking for was going to be a lot for him. So we're just going to have to see, you know, maybe, you know, a third, fourth round pick. I mean, get it done. I mean, I feel like he's worth a third round pick for sure. And I wouldn't mind my team, you know, trading that for him. He's a young he's- player. Um, you know, he's he's a playmaker.
1: Yes, I think at least a third round of four would be good for him.
3: Yeah, but their asking price is, is way well, it, higher. It's than a there. lot,
2: yeah. And then also, Green Bay Packers have announced the signings of first-round draft pick Jordan Love and running back A.J. Dillon.
1: Ooh, well, I wonder what Aaron Rodgers is thinking about this now.
2: <laughs> oh, man, he's probably real mad. <laughs>
1: yeah, we all know how Aaron Rodgers can be, but, hey, Green Bay, they got the, they went ahead and locked up um the rookie quarterback. They got in and, and also their running back too. So Packers making some moves, some moves they should have been made, but you know, nonetheless, it got done. So they're they're on to training count.
3: Hey, but the headline was Brett Favre suggesting suggesting right that they use Jordan Love in the same role as a as a taste Hill. Hill. Yeah, so when you look at it, like hold on a minute. <laughs> I mean, I know I know that Jordan Love is very athletic, but I mean, he is your future quarterback, your future franchise quarterback. Yeah,
2: he—he's not a gadget player. He's a quarterback, yeah. so yeah. let's let's call it what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. Not decent Hill.
3: Yeah, so I don't know if Brett Favre was just trying to like make Aaron Rodgers feel better, or or you know, just trying to set expectations lower for him or whatnot. But I mean, for the most part, that was the the big headliner uh, from from his whole entire signing was the Brett Favre suggestion. <laughs>
2: Yes, and then also the NFL will not conduct a supplemental draft this year, and then just another side note: the Jets are in talks with free agent Demarius Thomas about a potential return to the team, and that's going to go ahead and wrap up NFL headlines for today.